Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BDNTrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. I'm here to recap Monday's news, notes, and action from the Diamond. Lots of trade deadline fun once again. Get you ready for Tuesday, full-fledged 15 games on the docket for us. So let's get at it here. News and notes from Monday the 31st, getting ready for August 1st. Jazz Chisholm returned from the IL for the Miami Marlins, went one for three. Hit in the middle of the order. Good to have Jazz back in our fantasy lineups. Colorado Rockies, Brendan Rodgers was activated from the IL. He's missed his entire season due to injuries to his shoulder. Made a season debut, hitting fifth for the Rockies. That's a welcomed addition to the Rockies and potentially fantasy lineups all over the place. More Rockies news. Charlie Blackman will begin a rehab assignment with, with uh, AAA Albuquerque on Tuesday. He's expected to do a, probably most of the week, maybe come back this weekend. But Blackman is getting closer to returning to the Colorado Rockies. Tampa Bay Rays, they made a big trade that surprised many on Monday. They acquired Aaron Savali from the Guardians for prospect Kyle Manzardo. Savali has an, an ERA below 1.5 in the month of July. He's been outstanding. Has X-tips over four, so let's be uh, gentle with that. We talked about him on yesterday's show recapping his great Sunday start. Strikeouts just aren't there for Savali, but he's been great when it comes to ERA, limiting the damage. It's what the Rays want. So they picked up uh, the Rays picked up Aaron Savali. Kyle Manzardo. This was a player that many were hyped on after last season. Lots of power in the profile. It's been a down season in AAA for Manzardo, hitting 238 with 11 home runs on the season. There's reports he's been dealing with a shoulder injury throughout the season, kind of zapped into his power and his overall production. Uh, could be a nice uh, change of pace and, and another addition to the Guardians. As you know, they already have Josh Bell, which they can deal most likely. You got Josh Naylor and others, but Manzardo could slide in there as a nice power bat on the corner infield position. Johnny Brito made the start for the Yankees because Domingo Herman was scratched due to illness. But after Johnny Brito pitched home run derby for a couple innings, gave played four home runs, was down five to nothing. They brought Domingo Herman in out of the bullpen. Just the, the throw my hands up emoji. I have no idea. That was just a weird one. But Herman pitched out of the bullpen, so you don't expect him until his fifth day in the rotation once again. Houston Astros, they sent Brandon Belak to AAA. Uh, calling up, and they called up Matt Gage for bullpen depth. This also kind of uh, shows the way for Jose Rikidi, who will be returning this weekend in the Bronx. Um, Belak has just been kind of struggling of late. JP France, who we'll talk about later, has been pitching phenomenal, so kind of squeezed Belak out of the rotation. The Astros are still shopping for Justin Verlander, another starting pitching, and they're rumored to possibly go to a six-man rotation as well. So we'll see how all that goes. But for now, Brandon Belak back to AAA, gets JP France locked in the rotation. Jose Urquidy coming back later this week for the Houston Astros. 
The Astros are also pushing Christian Javier back a day to give him extra rest. They did this on his last start, and he pitched very, very well. So now Christian Javier will pitch Thursday against the New York Yankees. Griffin Canyon was scratched from his start on Monday with general soreness. I would have general soreness if I knew I was facing the Atlanta Braves. I get it, but we'll see where that goes. That's all we know so far. More news on Tuesday, most likely for Griffin Canyon. Chase Silseth made the start for the Braves and was not too shabby. Pretty, pretty, pretty good for Mr. Silseth, who we'll talk more about later. Rays recalled Ryan Thompson from AAA and sent Taj Bradley back to AAA. Bradley's been struggling a ton over his last six starts, 25 and two-thirds innings for Bradley, 26 earned runs. He has a 9-1-2 ERA over those last six starts with a 4.76 XFIP and only a 13.7% K to walk. Early in the season, even when Bradley was struggling from time to time, giving up runs, his K to walk was still through the roof, which gave you tons of optimism on the talent and the success that Bradley could have. He's running out of gas is what it feels like. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. You'd imagine you see Bradley back up at some point this season, but not sure when and in what service. Is he bullpen? Is he a long reliever? Is he an opener situation? Not sure what the race plans are for Taj Bradley besides for now, getting things right. The D-backs made a couple of trades. They acquired Paul Sewald from the Mariners, which is big because, you know, they've had the issue with McGuff and Ginkle and Chafin and Castro and other relievers in the back of that bullpen just scuffling left and right. Sewald's having a great season for the Mariners. So they acquired Paul Sewald from the Mariners, sending Josh Rojas, who could probably use a change of scenery. That's good. Dominic Canzone, who's been playing pretty well since getting called up in a platoon role in the outfield. And then Ryan Bliss, who prospect people, and they'll be covered, obviously, at PitcherList.com, um, is pretty much the big piece out of these three, according to many. So we'll see how that pans out. But D-backs getting the back end of the bullpen arm, which they really, really, really needed. D-backs called up Kyle Lewis and Diego Castillo from AAA to fill some of the spots left via trades and other injuries. We'll see how long they stay up here. As they also traded for Jace Peterson from the Oakland Athletics, sending uh, minor leaguer Chad Patrick back to Oakland. So the D-backs added Paul Sewald, Jace Peterson via trade, called up Kyle Lewis and Diego Castillo. We'll see how some more moves take place there. But the D-backs are wheeling and dealing. Some D-backs fans I know aren't overly thrilled with this, but uh, hey, it's what it is. The Mets made some more trades, of course, because they're sailing. Uh, they traded Mark Kana to the Brewers for a minor league pitcher named Justin Jarvis. Uh, Kana's, you know, you know, the OBP skills got some pop in that bat. Gives a nice right, another right-handed power bat, potentially power bat out of the outfield for the Brewers, which they are desperately in need of right now. The Cubs made a trade. They acquired Heimer Condelario from the Nationals for a minor leaguer's left-handed pitcher DJ Hers and infielder Kevin Made. A couple decent prospects, apparently. Nothing like crazy, crazy, but not too shabby. Candelario's having a great season. We talked about him a ton on this show. Hitting for nice average, a little bit of pop, better better than most expected this season. Uh, just a good pure hitter. Uh, it's kind of a, a homecoming for Candelario, who was a minor leaguer and a prospect with the Chicago Cubs at one point in time. So the Cubs needed a third baseman, a lockdown third baseman. They got him in the candy man. I'm pumped for him because I loved candy for fantasy anyways. This is a great move for Candelario going to the Cubs, a team contending for the NL Central. San Francisco Giants, I almost just skipped this as a Giants fan because I just don't get it, but they acquired A.J. Pollock and Mark Mathias, a utility player Mark Mathias from the Seattle Mariners, for cash considerations or a player to be named later. The return says all you need to know about A.J. Pollock and Mark Mathias. So Farhan doing Farhan things. More San Francisco Giants news. Mike Yastrzemski was placed on the I.L. with his hamstring injury. Talked about this yesterday. Third time this season he's injured the same hamstring. Uh, Gabe Kapler reported that Yastrzemski is going to miss at least two to three weeks, probably more towards the three-week section, maybe longer. But they're saying at least two to three weeks for now. 
with no Yaz in the Giants lineup. Bo Bichette had a nasty-looking one on Monday. He was rounding first base, thinking about going for two, hit the brakes, and just locked up knee injury. They came and tagged him out. He couldn't move, basically. It looked nasty. They're just calling it um, a knee injury for now. We're waiting for more information. He's obviously going to have imaging and whatnot take place. We'll get that news on Tuesday. But it didn't look good. I'm hoping it's minimal, but it looked like one of those where, you know, those non-contact injuries we talk about in the NFL. That's kind of what it felt like watching Bo Bichette. So I'm hoping for the best for Mr. Bichette. Noah Syndergaard, he returned on Monday, made his Guardians debut, and actually looked pretty good. No strikeouts, of course. Somehow the Astros couldn't get to him. They got to the bullpen. Syndergaard looked decent, but he left the game after being hit in the lower leg by a, a line drive. So we'll see how that goes for Syndergaard. I'd imagine the big man makes his next start at the end of the week. Max Scherzer is going to make his Rangers debut on Thursday. So keep that in mind. And then Justin Turner left Monday's game after beating on a single in the ninth. He was lunging for first base, kind of came up limp, had to get a pinch runner there. More info to come on Tuesday. As for now, Turner is day to day. Underdog Fantasy. Y'all want to make some money making picks on MLB gains? Then you have to go to Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In underdogs pick them game, you just make your you you just pick your favorite baseball players, predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick two to five players, get your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with promo code PitcherList, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, all one word, and underdog, underdog will double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. So you so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. The early lines, as I'm recording. Not the biggest fan of. I'll say that now. I'll give you a couple picks like I always do, but I'm looking forward. There's a lot of players they haven't even put on the board yet that will get released throughout Tuesday. But for now, Patrick Sandoval over three year and runs versus the Braves. Braves offense is great to begin with. They smash lefties. So we'll go with that. And then Sandy Alcantara. He's been pitching better of late, but I'll still take over two and a half runs versus the Phillies. Sandy always has that obviously complete game shutout last time. I get it. But he usually has like that one or two winning spurt where he just gets blown up. Then he kind of figures it out. And you're like, oh, he still has it. He still has it. And it doesn't matter in the end. So I'll take Sandy over two and a half earned runs. Sandoval over three earned runs. Not my favorite plays. Looking forward to seeing some more on Tuesday. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList, all one word. Get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Just a reminder, you must be 18 or over and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. 19 or over in Alabama, Nebraska, 21 and over in Massachusetts and Arizona. Terms do apply. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Some hitting highlights from Monday. Joey Manises, three for four with a double Homer, a run scored, and three RBIs, picking up Candelario slack. No, I'm just kidding. Manise is having a nice July here. He's hitting 283 in the month of July with six home runs, 13 runs scored, and 19 RBIs. Pretty crazy because the first the, the first half of the season, like no power from Joey. He's hitting for an okay average here and there, no power. Six home runs in July. If he can put together back-to-back six home runs in, in August and September, he'll end the season on a high note and help fantasy players everywhere. Randall Gritchick made his Angels debut on Monday, went one for four with a solo home run, and just capped off a great July for Gritchick. at 344 with seven home runs, 14 runs scored, 10 RBIs, and a stolen base. Angels are open. They get that player for the rest of the season. And then Brandon Lau. If you've listened to most of my content anywhere else, you know I'm never the biggest Brandon Lau guy. I've never denied the overall talent. It's the health and consistency on the field. Right now, he's been consistent. Lau went one for four with the home run, a run scored, and two RBIs on Monday. For the month of July, Brandon Lau's hitting 284 with five home runs, 
Nine runs scored, 13 RBIs, and two stolen bases. That'll do in some deeper formats, folks, so keep an eye on Brandon Lau, who's available on a handful of waiver wires. Make sure y'all check out the Daily's Batters Box article on PitcherList.com for more details on the day's top hitters. Some starting pitching highlights from Monday. I mentioned I'd talk about Chase Silstead later. Here he is, five innings, one earned, three hits, zero walks, and four Ks against the Atlanta Braves in Hotlanta. Good stuff there from Chase Silstead. He had 10 whiffs and a 32% CSW against a very, very good Braves offense. And Silseth, he's been spot start, and he just needs to give a shot in the rotation. They need to keep him in there because his last two starts now, Silseth, 10 and two-thirds innings, two earned, two walks, 14 strikeouts. The talent is there. This needs that, those consistent reps as a starter to build it up. Also mentioned, I mentioned J.P. France. France was amazing on Monday. Seven innings pitch, two earned, seven hits, two walks, and six strikeouts. Uh, really good stuff there against the Cleveland Guardians. France had nine whiffs and a 28% CSW. Over his last three starts, France has gone seven innings in all three starts for 21 innings pitch. He's allowed three earned runs, walking five and striking out 14. He's been very, very good. Seth Lugo will cap us off here. He's been outstanding. We've kind of think like hit on him every time he's pitches now because no one rosters him. But Lugo, seven innings pitch, two earned, five hits, three walks, nine Ks in Coors Field. He had 16 whiffs and a 32% CSW. He just continues to rack up the strikeouts. It's beautiful. In Lugo's five July starts that he made, 31 to 30 innings pitched, 12 earned runs, and 35 strikeouts. The Ks are great. His ratios on the season have been outstanding. Lugo's been very, very good and just kind of flies under the radar in fantasy circles. So if he's available for you, keep an eye on Mr. Lugo. I believe he gets the Dodgers this week, and most people didn't even want him for the two-step at Coors and the Dodgers. I get it. It's scary. He already got through Colorado. We'll see what he does against the Dodgers. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Some relief pitching highlights from Monday. Craig Kimbrell picked up his 18th save of the season. Kyle Finnegan picked up his 15th save as he continues to take Hunter Harvey's job there in Washington. Felix Bautista saved 29. Ronaldo Lopez, new Anaheim Angel. Ronaldo Lopez picked up his fifth save of the year. Keep an eye on that situation. Should still be Carlos Estevez's deal. But the fact they gave Ronaldo the ball, good to see. I know Estevez has been pitching a lot, so probably got the night off, but really good stuff there. Alexis Diaz picked up his 32nd save of the season for the Cincinnati Reds. Ryan Presley picked up his 25th save of the year for the Astros. And then good old Scott McGuff picked up his ninth save of the season with Paul Sewell coming to town. So keep an eye on that situation as well. Make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com for more information about all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a look at Tuesday's action on the diamond, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Inchkin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. 
DFS. We have a 14-game monster slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. A lot of ways to go. There's more ways to go that I'm going to mention, but some of the main stacks I'm looking at, you obviously have Coors Field, Colorado versus Lefty Weathers, San Diego versus Lambert. Totally cool. One of my top stacks, though, Texas versus Jesse Schultons. Don't mind bringing that back with the White Sox versus Andrew Heaney. Like both of those a ton. They got the Dodgers versus Ken Waldachuk and the Braves versus Patrick Sandoval. So my top four stacks, it'll be Texas, Chicago, Atlanta, and the Dodgers. Not in that order. Texas is my favorite, but those are the four main stacks. They got Coors Field, if you so choose. Pitching, interesting pitching slate as well. You got Spencer Strider, extra expensive. Obviously a heavy strikeout team in the Angels. Could lead him to his fifth straight game with double-digit strikeouts, which would be insane. Got Freddie Peralta versus the Washington Nationals. Lance Lynn making his Dodgers debut versus the Oakland Athletics. And then a little punt play with Johan Oviedo versus the Detroit Tigers. Oviedo's been much better of late. Two of his last three starts have been outstanding. So keep an eye on Mr. Oviedo versus the Tigers. Some things I'm looking forward to on Tuesday. More trade deadline madness. The trade deadline wraps up at 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. So have some fun with that one. A lot of rumors still swirling out there. So that should be a doozy. Hungjin Ryu making his return to the mound after over a year off due to injury. He's uh, with the Jays. He's going to face the Baltimore Orioles. Anytime Spencer Strider pitches, I'm excited. You got Gavin Williams, who continues to pitch okay, but it's not efficient. He's not going deep in the games, facing a potent Astros team. And then he, they face Framber Valdez, who's been struggling a ton lately. So I'm looking forward to that Williams versus Valdez matchup. Looking forward to Brian Bayo versus Bryce Miller, two young pitchers that have been scuffling a bit of late. Fun matchup there. And then Lance Lynn, like I said, in his Dodgers debut is always interesting because I'm a Lance Lynn believer. The strikeouts are there every time out. He just gets shelled. So let's see if the Dodgers can get anything going with him versus Lynn. Facing Oakland's a great way to get you know acclimated to L.A. for one to say. That'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Make sure y'all check out PitcherList.com. You should be all ready for listening to this show. But check out all the free content over there, the written content, the podcast, and much, much more. And then when you like it so much, go check out PL Plus and PL Pro. Become a member. You won't regret it. You get in the Discord. You get even more cool content. And and just the sky, the, it's limitless what they keep coming up over there at PitcherList.com. When you're in the Discord, you get to be a part of creating some of it as well. So go check it out. PL Plus, PL Pro. You will not regret it. That'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap the final day of the trade deadline and the action on the diamond and uh, preview Wednesday. But for now, this was the First Pitch Podcast Tuesday, August 1st edition. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.